I'm Amber Peterson, and you're listening to Mamas and Money, Episode 73, Reconnecting with Your Money with Lisa Jensen. Did you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together. I am so excited to have you all here today. I hope you've had an amazing week. I have a wonderful guest on today. Her name's Lisa Jensen. Uh, We've known each other now for several years. We have been in similar industries, and I'm so excited that you get to learn from her today. And I wanted to share a little bit about Lisa. So she has a business called Smile Through Finance which reconnects people to their money through tips, tools, and strategies. So I just want to say welcome, Lisa, to the program. Thanks so much for having me, Amber. It's such a pleasure and an honor. I love everything that you're doing and promoting this Mamas and Money. I think it's 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 huge and it's what we need. So Absolutely. I think the more women that can be confident in their finances, it has this beautiful ripple effect to help them not only in their lives, but with their families. And then of course, outside of their families as well. So tell us a little bit more about you, Lisa, and what you do. Okay. Um, Well, I had actually entered the finance industry about four years ago for my own personal uh, knowledge, I guess, experience. I had an opportunity to learn about money, which isn't taught to us, right? So if you don't get it from home and don't get it from school, where do you learn it from, right? So I had an opportunity to go into the industry and went into the industry, one for my own knowledge my financial house was not in order. Very high credit card debts, really just running that rat race of, am I ever going to be able to get out of this hamster wheel? And I learned very quickly that there was tools and options and things that I could do in order to help empower myself to understand that I could get out of it. And what I found really quickly after that was that this was information that we need to share to the masses. It just wasn't for myself. I have truly benefited from it, but it wasn't meant to be kept with me, right? Like when we learn something or we're taught something and we gain that knowledge, we're supposed to share it with others. And that was like my, my biggest thing ultimately. And that's what I am doing today. I love it. So good. Yes. And I think when we find something we find so valuable, we want to share it with others. And especially when it comes to money, that can be a little hard to talk about because of all the thoughts and feelings we have about it. But that's why I love, you know, bringing you on and talking about, let's talk about money, because that's going to be so important um, to really help women get back on track. And I love this subject that we're going to talk about today, which is reconnecting. And I, and you, we said something off air about how we don't connect really with money anymore. We don't even usually see it. It just goes from work then to our bank accounts. And then we just use a card. So tell us a little bit more about how do you, how do we reconnect with our money again? Definitely. Yeah. And we did talk about that, Amber. So it's interesting, you know, if we think about prior generations, right? Like, I don't know if anybody out there remembers sitting down with their grandma, their mother, their father, someone within their family, and they had a physical checkbook. Mm -hmm. They wrote things down. They wrote checks. They knew when it was going to clear. They had their um, debits. They had their credits. They had their totals. And so there was a connection to that because it was earned and it traveled through the person that was earning that money, right? Whether it be a check, cash, we physically transferred that. It's that tangible item, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we've become now an an untangible item society. So we do, we transferred from our work to our bank and it goes to that card that we swipe or the information we type on the internet, right? 
So we're not connected to that. So what I had kind of like my own psychological process of this was the energy transfer has left that person out of that circle. So mm-hmm. here we are kind of just floating in the middle, right? So how do you reconnect with that? And I kind of just was like, well, how I reconnected with it when I went through my financial stuff was I put a budget together Mm. and I have cash envelopes and I have these things that are now tangible that I have control over in the fact of not, not necessarily being in control of it, right? Being in control and having control to me are a little bit different. Like in control feels like very structured, you know, kind of like military, you know, but having control is just knowing what's happening and going on. It's kind of like a roadmap. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think anyone in this country today would just say, not putting on the map. I don't know where we're going and we're just going to head out and go somewhere. Exactly. Right. (laughs) There might be a few people, however, but most people put in a starting point and an ending point and they'll find some things along the way that they want to stop at, or they're like, we should stop and, you know, do this or eat here, things like this. And what I found is that budget reconnected me to what was coming in and what was going out, just like that roadmap will, right? So Mm -hmm. I had a starting point, you know, I've got $2,000 coming in at the beginning of the month. Where am I ending up at the end? So it was just having that non-tangible with everything bypassing me and then having that tangible budget to focus on so that I had that reconnection and knowing what was happening. And I've had some clients go through that same process with me. And their biggest thing was, is, you know, I thought I understood budgeting until I sat with you and we really got into the nitty gritty of what are you spending your money on too? You know, and that that's, we can dive into that a little bit more if you want to. (laughs) knowing what's happening along the way, just like you would if you put, we're going to take a trip somewhere. Absolutely. I think that's so important because it's easy in this very fast paced world that we live in to Mm -hmm. kind of ignore money, to kind of push it aside and just be like, okay, I just hope when I swipe, (laughs) there's enough money in this account. But I love what you said about budgeting because then it can reconnect and not just reconnect, but it gives us the opportunity to look at what is coming in what is going out and where you really want to direct your money. You have that opportunity then as we're becoming aware of it, then to direct it where it should go, where we want it to go to service the most. Yes, exactly. So good. So could you speak a little bit more about budgeting? Why is that necessary? Let's say we we do kind of feel a little, maybe a connection to our money, but what else can budgeting do as we move forward? Oh gosh, it can do so many things. Uh, I didn't realize how important a budget was. Um, Preparing you for things that don't normally come up, right? So at the Mm -hmm. same time, you've got your expenses, um, your income, things like this. It can also prepare you to look ahead. A lot of us, I feel today, just are what's happening today. Yes. What is processing Mm -hmm. today? However, we know for a fact, right? Like we have Christmas coming up. It comes the same time every year. Mm-hmm. And so if you, if you start that projection in your January budget, you gl- you're looking forward and in 11 months from now, right? Starting in January, you're going to be fully prepared for Christmas to show up yeah. if you start that roadmap in January. So it, it really, I think, mentally starts people thinking long-term whether they really want to think about long-term or not, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's those things that'll come up. They come up the same time every year, whether it's that birthdays, things like this, but kind of on that monthly basis, yeah. it just creates that habit of knowing 
where you really want to go. What's important? Is it really important today to go get three cups of coffee? Or is it more important six months from now to be able to afford that vacation you want to go on? Right. You know, it's mm-hmm. that instant gratification versus waiting for something kind of thing. And I have, I know I've personally benefited from that, knowing that I've put my budget together and then also incorporating my kids, letting them understand, Hey mom, well, why don't we have money for this? Or trying to get them to think, well, we don't have money for this, but we need to budget for it in advance mm-hmm. so that we do have money for it. Cause I want them to enjoy it. Yes. And again, it's that terminology, right? If you use, we don't have money all the time it can send kind of a different signal to kids or people around you that maybe money is not obtainable. Maybe I don't have the ability to obtain money since it's not available, you know? So choosing your words and your terminology too with that is in my opinion, crucial. And I have definitely learned that over the last four years. And by all means, I still stumble at times, right? Um, It's a learning process and it's something that you really have to work at in order to keep it going. Absolutely. You know, because those words that you say, you speak out what you want to have happen in your life. So if you're speaking and thinking, we don't have money or money is too hard, or we'll never have enough. Those are the results that are going to show up for us. But when we speak into existence, what we want to have happen, or what we are empowered to do, like we're choosing to spend our money in this way, or we're choosing not to spend our money in this way, is going to really change our outlook and change our results you know, with what we're getting. And I think that's amazing. And what we want to create in our lives. Exactly. Exactly. Now there might be a lot of people out there um, that say, well, budgeting just seems too hard, too overwhelming. It's not very fun. What would you say to those that maybe look at budget and go, oh, that's something I really don't want to do? Find one that works for you, right? There's like seven different ways to budget. There's different, you can do a spreadsheet, you can do an app. A lot of options now are through your bank where they have money management tools that you can do. So Mm -hmm. find something that is easily accessible. Um, it's, It's like, I always kind of refer either to a roadmap or dieting on certain things when it comes to this budgeting process, because If you take something away, you have to fill it with something, right? And I always talk Mm -hmm. about this, where if I told you on a diet, you couldn't eat chocolate cake, what are you always going to want to (laughs) eat? Chocolate cake. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So when it comes to budgeting, it's kind of the same thing, where if you've never done it, you know, or if you have done it and it's failed, kind of like diets do, right? then you have to readjust and you have to find the one that works for you. You might have to go through three or four different budget ways before you find what fits your lifestyle, what fits your flow of energy, whatever fits your idea of what budgeting looks like. There's not really one way or another to budget. It's just really having that connection to what's coming in and what's going out. And you know where you want that money to be directed to. And and I just, it, it comes down to that, just start, right? So if you've never started, just start somewhere and grow from that. Um, if you have stumbled and budgeted once and on a spreadsheet and it didn't work, try an app this time where you connect your bank account, you set up your categories. And so your money is then transferred within those categories automatically. You don't have to think about it. I would still look at it more than once a month because mm-hmm. then if it's only once a month, you're not necessarily connected to it. And you don't know what you've spent in each category. So It's also trying to find that happy medium on where you are comfortable and then having accountability, I think is, is key, you know, either finding someone that can have accountability with you 
or holding your own accountability, put it in your calendar, have something remind you that you have a budget time that you need to sit down and look over it and be comfortable with looking over it. So I, I mean, I could go on for a while on that, but <laughs> those are coming. Some of the things that I've learned from, as well as some of the clients I've worked with that have actually seen an impact that way. That's so empowering. And then I love the way you're talking about, hey, to connect, it can't be just once in a while or even once a month. We look at our relationship with money like we have a relationship with our partner or spouse. We're not just going to check in once in a while or once a month. We're going to want to check in quite frequently. And our budget, we might want to look at once a week or maybe even more than that, just to make sure that we have that connection and we're telling our money where it needs to go to really help serve their goals and dreams going forward. So I think that's so smart to even schedule in that time to say, hey, I'm just going to take a few minutes here and look at my budget, make sure everything's running the way it needs to. And, and I'm telling my money to go in those places that are going to really serve us. Exactly. And the other thing that benefits from that is if you have certain things that go through your bank on a regular basis, you're going to notice those, right? Okay. These become regular. But mm -hmm. then if you say, for instance, like if you don't look at your account for a month, what if you had a fraudulent activity on there or something mm -hmm. happened and you're like, Hey, why is that still processing? I canceled that three months ago. And here you've paid for it again, three months past it because you're yeah. not re you're not connecting with what's happening. And we hear it all the time. You know, people are like, Oh my gosh, I've canceled that. And now I need to can't recancel it. And so it's, it is, it's more than, more than not, uh, more than not to check those accounts. And I love the reference that you did with a spouse, you know, it, how many times do you check in with each other? It's the same thing. It's an energy transfer. It's a, Hey, how's it going? What's happening kind of thing to make sure that you're on the same track and you still have the same projection, right? Same dreams, same goals. Where are we headed together? Kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And then I think that that also brings an element of uh, confidence and empowerment when you can go then and look at your budget and be like, yeah, we wanted to put this much money towards groceries. And we did that, you know, that we are capable of, of making that happen. And it served us by providing the food that we needed and our family needed. And to also say, hey, we're putting this much towards bills to give us light, to give us heat, to give us, you know, warmth. We're putting this much towards savings. And all of that can be very, very empowering. And we talk so much about confidence here and confidence in your money. But what do you think it means, Lisa, to have financial confidence? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> something I did not have about four or five years ago. It's, it's just having that confidence, knowing that when you look at your budget or when you open a bank statement or when you open a bill that shows up, right? It's just knowing that it's going to be okay, no matter what that amount is. Like you're connecting with it, no matter what the numbers are. And just being able to know that you can make it work. One trick I always like to tell clients is that, especially when it comes to utilities, what I have learned on building confidence on that side, right? Specifically Mm -hmm. is if you go back and look what you spent over the last 12 months with your electric company, gas company, water, sewer, trash, things like that, it'll give you a yearly total. And if you divide that by 12, you know exactly how much you have to pay every month. It, mm -hmm. it goes from being a variable account to a fixed account. And now you have more control on that. And you don't have those huge bills that show up. You don't have those spikes that can also bring up that emotion where you don't want to have that confidence behind what's happening, right? Um, so just little tips and tricks like that, that I know that have built my confidence and a few clients I've worked with where just knowing what needs to go out 
every month in order to keep the lights on, you know, keep that shelter over your head, make sure that you have food for your family. Because ultimately, I feel like those are the main important, right? They always talk about needs, wants, debt and savings, all these different things that come along with budgeting. Those needs are hugely important because that right there is going to build confidence knowing that you can pay for them securely every single month. And the rest of the stuff is just stuff, right? Those things can come when time permits for it. Somebody had put a quote up recently in reference to Christmas. You know, it had this list of things like, you know, you don't need to all be in the same pajamas. You don't need to go get that (laughs) special picture. You don't need to do all these things to make yourself happy for the holidays. right? Right. And it's so true. It's like, to me, being able to look at my bank statement, open it, go through my budget every month, and me feeling confident about that, all the other stuff just doesn't seem so important anymore. Because right. I've learned with my mindset, right, to reconnect this way so that I am able to financially say, no, we're going to be okay, even if things get tight, right? Like life happens. There's always going to be a time where you're going to be like, okay, where are we going to come up with $100 for something? And if you are already connected and have that confidence, you're going to figure out where that's going to come from. Mm-hmm. And you don't, I feel like it, it cuts out a lot of that stress and anxiety too. And you're able to really just work through that process. You're able to sit down, analyze it. And to me, that builds even more confidence, right? So if the next thing comes up, you know, it, it's just now you're like, well, we've been here before we can do this. And now the dollar amount really doesn't matter because you know, the process in order to get to that financial confidence on the other side of it. I love that. And you spoke to several different things is that that confidence and that mindset doesn't really then, I mean, once that is in place, it's not so much about the numbers in the bank account, right? It's because money is a flow. It's an energy. It's going to fluctuate, you know, but knowing, Hey, we're going to make it through this. We've done this before. We know what steps we need to take. And that is so empowering as we move forward to be like, Hey, we can handle any situation that comes along with our money. And something you talked about as well is when you budget, you have that connection and that consistency, that's also bringing in that confidence as well, because then you're seeing, oh, look at this for the last six months, I have done my budget. I have told my money where it needs to go. And I've been able to do those things and build on those habits. So then I can work with any money situation now coming up that I I've seen what it takes to do what I've done in the past. And I can build on that for the future too. So I think those are things that are really empowering. And I do want to ask you though, Lisa, because this might be kind of hard, especially since money brings up so many emotions that some might say, well, how can we be confident if I don't have any money in the bank account and the bills are due? How do we do that? How do we gain that confidence? How do we build that? So when I see that number, I don't just fall apart or feel so much stress around that. It's tough, right? So I always go back to it's in the mindset, right? Mm -hmm. It's retraining your thought process to go, okay, there's zero in the bank account and I have bills coming. So you almost go to this place of not enough. I'm trying to think of a word that I want and I just can't get there. It'll come to me. Is it Um, scarcity? Scarcity. Thank you. That's exactly what I was thinking of. (laughs) Yes. You have this scarcity mindset. And if you just transitioned short, just slightly, you don't even have to take that full left turn, right? Just slightly and look around at everything you possibly have and have a little bit of gratitude Mm. and really Mm. just 
focus through that process and go, okay, number one, I would go through the list, right? Like what bills do I have due that are urgently important that need to be paid? Is it a need? Is it a hospital bill? Is it a childcare bill? Is it something that's going to help me progress forward to make the situation better? Or is it something I could put to the side and not think twice about right now, right? Mm -hmm. There's priorities when it comes to those things. Food, shelter, clothing, priority that we need to move forward and feel confident about ourselves that we know we can do. Everything else can wait. Could it potentially damage our credit? Could it potentially damage our confidence? It could. However, when you take care of those three needs first and focus there, it, it just, I, I feel like it exudes that confidence to know that I can go out and do something. And in line with that, if there is no way of actually bringing in money in order to get those things paid, at times we all need help. So reach out, whether it's to a friend, family member, a church, something local, don't ever be ashamed to reach out because we always, we all, everyone in this world probably at one point has hit rock bottom, right? Mm -hmm. How long they stayed at rock bottom, we don't really know. Never feel shameful about reaching out, asking for help especially when you know that you are capable of actually paying that back or then in turn paying that forward, you know? So Mm -hmm. I I just, it's just a mindset mindset shift that can happen. And it doesn't really take much. It really just goes back to that gratitude. I love that you brought that up because when we're in that scarcity, it really focuses our mind on the negative, but then that redirect to what we do have that gratitude then redirects our mind to the positive. And especially if we haven't practiced this very often, it might be hard to do being like, no, I can't afford this. I can't, you know, these are things are coming up and it's terrible and say, but let's refocus. Let's practice, practice looking at, like you said, what's around you, what you can do, because then it gives the mind something to focus on. And then the mind goes into problem solving mode of, okay, I see what I already have. What can I do? What can I create to then solve? for this issue of not being able to pay our bills. What can I do to bring in more abundance into my life to make that possible? And I also like that you brought up prioritizing too. You know, really looking out, okay, what is most important? What are things that we truly need versus things that are nice or things that we want? You know, so that's important as well because we might start to bring out everything that we're spending money on and decide, hey, maybe that streaming service It's nice to have, but maybe that's not where we want to focus our money right now because these other things are of higher priority. So I think those are, you know, two very key things of, you know, let's focus on gratitude and then prioritize what is going to be most important right now. And as we move towards abundance. Exactly. Yes. So good, Lisa. Well, and I think too, as we kind of we're wrapping up one year and we're going into a brand new year and we have this. I think it's very easy as a group collectively to think of, okay, we're starting something new. We're starting something fresh where we can create new goals and new dreams and we can kind of put everything back in the old year and then say, okay, we're going to start again with this new year. So as this kind of new year approaches, what do you recommend, Lisa, for you know either starting a budget or getting more confident in your finances that our listeners can start to do? Uh, number one is really just keep track, right? I wouldn't start at the first of the year. I'd actually start right now and just okay. keep track of what you're spending. Track that spending for a week or two and really figure out where things are 
dispersing to. And especially with Christmas coming, I always tell people, you have to have a budget for Christmas. Because if you don't, you come down to Christmas Eve and you just go crazy in the store <laughs> yeah. and you can spend $500, $1,000, $1,500 and you're like, oh my gosh, when am I going to pay that back, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's setting those limits too. So even going into this new year, we know Christmas is coming one year from now. Set that limit. Talk to your family early. Talk to your friends early. How are you exchanging? What are you going to do going forward into that new year? And really just be prepared. It's talking about things before they happen so that everybody knows what's going on. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I would just focus on tracking everything first and really just set yourself up into that next year by really focusing on starting Christmas in January. Because I always found that it was easier to put 20 to $30 away a month potentially than it was to come up with $500 at the end of the year, which we know everybody's inundated at the end of the year, right? Yes. So- <laughs> Small chunks, you know, small little things, small little wins. Those are the things that are most important. So, so good. And, you know, even just recording your money, whether you do that in a spreadsheet or whether it's done online, that is a very simple step you can do on a daily basis that gives you mm -hmm. so much insight into what you're already creating on your money journey. And then, like you said, you know, as you take smaller bites of that, <laughs> whether it's in savings, whether it's in growing your budget, whether it's in, you know, deciding where that money is going to go, then it can build until you start to create this very well-oiled machine of your budget to then help your money go where it needs to go and then have the money you need for things like holidays and Christmas. Then you can go into the holiday saying, hey, I have the money I need. There's a lot less stress there. I don't have to go into credit card debt for that. And then it's going to help that season be even more of a celebration, not only during the time of the holiday, but also, you know, about 30 <laughs> to 60 days later when you're not receiving those bills for yes. the holidays, but you can just say, now, what do I want to focus on going forward? Exactly. And, and you can see the smile on my face. Like most of the time people don't smile when they're talking about money. So this smile through <laughs> finances is literally like, I mean, even if you have to fake it for a little while, it's like, just smile through it because it's at the, at the end of the day, it's all going to be okay. You know, it's just an energy transfer. We just have to find out where that energy is and really focus on it. So. Absolutely. I love that. And yes, we can smile through our finances. It doesn't have to be scary or overwhelming or undoable. <laughs> it's possible and we can do it with a smile on our face, which is so great. So Lisa, where can my listeners find you if they want to work more with you and learn from you? Um, all of my social media is smiles with Lisa J and my website is smilesthroughfinance.com. So anything that you need to have or get in touch with me about definitely do Again, I just love to talk to people. So it is, it's, it's opening up that can of worms, right? And just figuring out what needs to happen because everyone's situation is different. Absolutely. And just starting the conversation, like you said, kind of reaching out. You might mm -hmm. be in a position where you're like, I don't know what to do with my finances. Ask. We have so many amazing people out there like Lisa that have those resources and say, let's just open up the conversation and I can support you here on your journey. Because I think we as women, we reach for advice, right? We reach for advice with our health, with our kids, parenting, all of that. But too often we don't reach out about our finances and finances is one of those key things we're always going to have in our life. So the more that you can reach out, gain that information you need, gain that confidence, it's just going to serve you for the rest of your life and throughout your financial journey. Exactly. Yep. Wonderful. Wonderful, Lisa. Well, it was so good to have you on the program today. Thank you so much for being here. You're so welcome. Thanks for inviting Amber again. I really appreciate it. And you can just 
can see by the smile on my face, I just love to talk about this stuff. And I want everyone else to have that same confidence. It's a subject that just needs to be opened and ask questions. There's no dumb questions because you don't know until you ask, right? So mm-hmm. just reach out, find something out and just learn from that information. So again, I love what you're doing and I appreciate it again for having me on. Oh, love it. Thanks so much, Lisa. You are already working hard for your money. Imagine your money working hard for you. Imagine taking control over where your money goes instead of wondering where it went at the end of every month. Imagine the freedom you will have from not worrying constantly about your finances. Imagine enjoying the decisions you make with your money. I know this is possible for you. Head on over to amberpetersoncoachingfinance.now.site where we can work together to make it happen. And if you're finding this podcast to be helpful, please subscribe. That way you will never miss an episode to help you create confidence with your money. Have a beautiful week.